Hey guys, thank you for sticking with me through the holiday season. I did a cross-country trip back from PA to California so I could be with my family for the holidays. So I spent a week driving and then about a week just relaxing and hanging out and doing the holidays. And now here we are back at it. So excited to be back with you guys. I must say, when you do a road trip by yourself, you have so much time to think, and I thought of so many good monologues for the podcast, but, like, my brain just does not have a good memory like that, so they're all gone, so all of my words of wisdom that I'm like, yes, I will save that for the podcast have, like, magically disappeared, so you get this very basic intro. (laughs) But this week, we have two guests joining us, Sam Whitehouse and Justin Song. Sam Whitehouse is a freshman at Arcadia University, and Justin Song is also an Arcadia commit, but he is finishing out his last year of juniors playing for Twin City Thunder. Listen to the three of us talk about the NCDC bubble that is soon to happen, the Vander Kane versus Jake Paul debacle, and both Sam and Justin's excitement for the inaugural season at Arcadia. So here we go. I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to go back to Michigan to see my uh, family. How was that? Are you still there? Yeah, no, no. I got to go home for uh, Thanksgiving, which was nice. Got to see the family. Are you already back playing games, though, or are you still on break? No, yeah, we came back Sunday, and we had this week of practice. We have games Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Damn, that's a quick little break for you. Was it nice to go home, though? It seemed, like, too short-lived. Yeah. Like, I think it's nice because we get a lot of December off, and right after December, um, we're going to Tampa, the bubble. Oh, are you part of that? We were just talking about that this morning. Yes, that's my league, and then, like, league under, I think. So yeah, Brennan will be there, too. Who? McCannish. Yeah, my league and like, the league under going to camp for a bubble. How fun does that sound? I can tell you I'll be golfing a lot. So. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And then, Sam, what have you been up to? How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. We were just at home. I've been home since last season ended, but my brother didn't get to come home for Thanksgiving. He had to stay out with his team because they were worried about COVID and everything. But, so I had plenty of food for the last, last week or so. So you're just kind of waiting around for, like, Arcadia to get a season going and stuff. Yeah, so so I'm enrolled, so I'm taking all my classes right now, doing the regular course load, but no hockey right now, just practicing with whatever junior teams I could find around here. Gotcha. That has to be kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it's tough. This is the most I've, longest I've been home for like three or four years. That's insane. Yeah, it's a long time. Are your parents like, get the heck out of the house? Yes and no. They like having me home so I can do stuff for them, but uh... They all, they're also kind of, I'm driving them insane. I have a little too much energy for them right now. Yeah. Have you and any of the other, like, Arcadia freshmen met up? No, not really, because everybody's, like, Josh and Fletcher are still out of Michigan. Bowie's up in Manitoba somewhere. He's on a lake somewhere. Yeah. Lacanish is, he's playing, he's enrolled, but he's playing junior for another year. Okay. That's kind of nice that they allowed that to happen. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, lucky for him. He's young enough where he can still play. 
Yeah. I know. I uh, I had to go through for one of my jobs. I had to go through and write down like where everyone was committed and stuff. And I realized how many people went back to play juniors again this year. That's like just the nicest thing. But it's kind of crazy. I was like these people that like had played freshman year at I want to say Harvard or something, and then they like sophomore year went back to play juniors. Yeah, one of one of the kids I skated with in the summer, he was at Brown last year for his freshman year, and now he's. I think he's somewhere in BC waiting for the BCHL to start up. Gotcha. Yeah, like my first year, I played with a kid that was a freshman at BC, and then he came back from juniors because he got hurt. He went back, and then he played in the USHL and came to the NCDC. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you like playing in the NCDC? Yeah, I love it. It's a, it's a nice, like soft skill guy that you guys Yeah, you know, I get to wear a bubble. It's, uh, it's nice. No, it's a... It's a fast league. Like, there's a lot of talented players, and the compete level is really high. So uh, it's nice and refreshing to play against good competition every day. Yeah. I know. I was just reading through some articles about how these teams like can't afford to play unless there's fans and this and that, and you kind of think the NCDC would be that way. Since it's free, like, you're not taking in players' money. Yeah. I mean, the NCDC doesn't really have a lot of a lot of fans. No, we don't get a lot of fans. Even last year, we didn't. But with COVID, there's, like, no fans whatsoever. I think in New Hampshire is, like, the only – one of the only teams that are, like, states that allows, like, some fans or spectators. Yeah. So we'll have, like, 50 people for those games. And yeah, he's having fans, too. Who? Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh, well, the teams, they're running at, like, 25% or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I was down there last, last weekend or the weekend before that. Yeah, that's, like, the only team I've played that's been allowed spectators. I know here in Maine we have, like, a 50 uh, 50% person limit, and that's including, like, players and coaches, so. Oh, that's, zero like, room for the whole thing right there, yeah. Yeah, so not a lot of room for spectators anymore. Please. Okay, so pre-COVID, out of all these teams you've played for, which ones got the most fans? I don't know. I think we kind of, like, sold out my rink back home when I played for my local junior team for Heroes Night and, like, Pink in the Rink, which is Breast Cancer Awareness. We kind of filled up the arena, so that was probably the most fans I played in front of, which is probably, like, a couple hundred. That's close pretty to a thousand. good. Yeah, it's not bad. Sam, what team have you played for that got a lot of fans? So when I was in the dub in, in Bellingham, we had we would get like two or three hundred a game, which wasn't bad. And then I I was in the SJ for like a month. It's not on my elite prospects because I never got to play any regular season games. But we would pull in like like a thousand to three thousand for some games. Yeah. Did you ever then, play? Oh wait, keep going. I was gonna say when I was in the Maritime, like that league has a lot of fans, but our our team was pretty pretty bad. So we only got like five to six hundred a game. And then we would, like we had one game against Summerside on New Year's Eve. They pulled in like forty five hundred people. That's insane. <laughs> I'll scratch. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you ever play against the Tahoe Iceman? Yes, I did. I did. I worked at I, the ice rink there for a long time, and we would get insane fans. It would just be like, because it's such a small town here, so everyone would go. Yeah, I had, I've had a couple things thrown at me at that rink. Yeah, yeah, we got fined for that, actually. We got in trouble, and then we had to bring in security guards and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then in one of those Facebook groups, like the Tahoe Facebook fan, 
fan group, they, um, in one of the comments about one of our games, they said, somebody kill White House. Really? Yeah. Impossible task. Yeah. yeah. Impossible <laughs> task. About the old bounty on the big guy. Yeah. It's like trying to find the root of a mom. <laughs> that's unreal yeah have you always been super tall was it like squirts and everyone was just still at your kneecaps yeah yeah pretty much from from birth i just was sort of just larger than everybody else it's how like it slowed down in high school like i think i've grown like an inch in the last like four years and then that was it it must be nice <laughs> Why? You don't share the same height? No, I'm not nine feet tall. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was, but, you know, not everyone can be Sam Whitehouse. Yeah. And it has its ups and downs. Yeah, what's the down? Oh, you just hit your head on a lot of on, on a lot of stuff. Even in my own house, I hit my head all the time. I have, we, have, we have a couple cars, and I can only sit up straight in one of them. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that issue. I'm, like, five <laughs> foot four. <laughs> What exciting has been going on with your season? Talk about the bubble a little bit more. So it's just, is it your whole league going in? We kind of just found out about it. It's going to be in Saddlebrook Resort, something like that. It's going to be in Tampa, which is the city. It's a rink that has four sheets. It's going to hold, what, all 13 teams in my league, and then I think a select few, I I, I think, of the premiere. I really don't know. There's going to be, like, four people in each condo, the condos are going to have their own kitchen, like bathroom, the TVs. There's going to be access to the resort amenities. So there's two golf courses. I really wish I had uh, some good partners to play with, but I don't think my team's looking that good. There's like a huge mega pool. I think it's like half a million gallons in the pool. The only downside is it's going to be like right next to the ocean. So can't go to the beach because we're in a bubble. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty much all I know about it so far. It's going to be 44, 45 days long. Oh, my God. So, that's, like, a decent amount of time. Yeah, so we'll be playing three games a week with, like, two practices, and it's a total of 20 games. Are you pumped? I'm excited. I'm going to be extremely tired all the time, but I'll relax on the golf course. If I have to. Yeah, in the mega pool. Oh, if I have to. It's a rough life. To, I mean, like, <laughs> if I really have to, I'll just relax in, like, the mega pool or the golf course. No one on your team golfs? Yeah, you know the guys in my house do. I haven't seen everyone golf, but from what I've seen in the house, it's not looking too hot. <laughs> That's when you start betting people. You, like, scuff up on the first hole, and you're like, oh, like, who wants to throw down some money now? Oh, no, trust me. I've already, uh, I've already told them, like, this. So, we're playing for money. So, I find my, I got a good, a good partner and run the tables like a pool shark. <laughs> there you go. That is pretty cool. So, Sam, yeah, that's crazy that Arcadia isn't doing anything yet this year, but at least, like, it's a good year to sit out because no one's really doing anything. Yeah, we definitely got really lucky with that. Like, I was a little worried about sitting down for a year, not playing any games, but all my buddies that are at school are pretty much doing the same thing. It gives me a pretty good chance to kind of get back into the academic world. And, like, the schools that are doing stuff, like, I don't know, they're not doing that much. They're practicing, like, once or twice a week, so you not being on campus is probably good. You could probably practice more. 
Yeah, I get on the ice a decent amount. Like I, I practice a couple times a week with like the Apicor when I can, when like their with when their schedule works with mine. And then I shoot for a goalie coach a lot whenever I can, and then I coach a couple nights a week. So what drew you guys towards Arcadia? Well, for me, there wasn't a whole lot of like the hockey to go on. It's just a, a lot of belief and faith and what Coach Petrangelo's vision was when I started when I toured and. When I started talking to coach, there wasn't anything in the works yet. It was still like brand new. It it almost seemed like he just officially got the job. It was really just my belief in, the, in coach Petrangelo. I saw his vision and it it looked really good. The academics were really good, and it's a beautiful campus and it's a cool location. Coming from like the suburbs of Michigan, being a 25 minutes away from one of the major cities in the in the, uh, in the country. Just everything about it just appealed to me, and well, I'm happy to call my next four. Heck yeah! I saw the pictures they put on Instagram. It looks like a castle. It looks so pretty. Oh, there is a castle on the campus. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's insane. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. Pay like extra money if you're a freshman to live in dorms that are in the castle. They have like dorms in the tower. And they're just, like, more expensive than regular dorms. But you get that yeah. Harry Potter vibes. Yeah, they filmed part of a three two there. Did they actually? Yeah, it's, like, one of the scenes where they're at dinner. It's in the castle. Damn, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Are I you guys going to live in a hockey house? You so kind of can create whatever, huh? There's, like, nothing really yeah. set in place yet. Yeah, that's, that's kind of us. Like, we're gonna, like if we want to do that, we're going to have to go out and find it figure out how to get that all organized. Definitely appeals to me. I would love to do that if we could. Yeah, have you looked? Is it, like, a really, like, rich, rich area? I'm not really sure, honestly. I'm not sure either. I didn't really have, uh, really don't have time to look into, like, that type of stuff. I'm kind of relying on the on the boys for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping we were going to have this year to kind of, like, scout that out, but obviously not being on campus makes that kind of hard to do. Yeah. I know Coach Petrangelo talked about uh, when he first got the job, he kind of was talking to Chins about having 21-year-old freshman. And since Arcadia's just getting a, a hockey program, admissions have never really had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, freaking out having 21-year-olds in the dorms. So I think the main options for us is, like, on-campus, off-campus apartments or, like, a hockey house. Yeah, we were we were originally going to be in the Oak Summit apartments this year. Like we, but Josh and I had already gotten our like whole situation lined up, and then obviously we canceled that. But it, apparently, uh, housing was not too thrilled with the idea of having a bunch of twenty-one year olds living with 18, 17-year-olds. So, what are you guys looking forward to most with like college hockey? Honestly, just like especially for me and like the guys that are not playing right now, it's going to be great just to have them get another family to play with, you know, get it back into that like, role of having a team and being part of a team and everybody has their own situation and their own role. And uh, honestly, just playing in front of like your school, it's going to be awesome. Hopefully we can get some fans out to the games early on and start shaping the program. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to be back in like a school environment, like playing every day with like the guys and then also seeing them in the cl- in the classrooms. It was really big. Uh, it was really big for me in high school to private school. So it was really small. So every day you would go to class with like half your team, and then spend the rest of the day on on the ice, and then 
you get to play in front of your school and like everyone like the next day or like like say you play like a Friday, like you come in Monday and like everyone knows because they're there. So I'm gonna, I'm 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 excited to be in that atmosphere again instead of just playing like games instead of just like random fans or like scouts instead of just gonna be like my friends again. It's gonna be cool. That is exciting. What is your favorite thing about juniors? What's been happening with you this year? Juniors? Yeah. Honestly, not a lot has been happening. I think my favorite thing about this year is I get to live in like a team house. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're in like a duplex almost. Our coach lives underneath us with his uh, little family. And then have nine people in my house. So I have a roommate. There's like more kids on my floor, which is like the first floor. And then there's like an attic. And there's five people up there. And it's almost like a frat house. And, like, that setup where, like, there's just a bunch of, like, where, uh, like light strips and, like, flags hung up. And it's just, like, really fun to just hang out. I mean, like, you literally can't leave your room without bumping in somebody or, like, there's never not something to do or something to watch or go somewhere. So it's really fun being in, like, this atmosphere. It's kind of hard to get the team when you live with half of them. <laughs> uh, so it's been kind of refreshing, especially when, like, a lot of our games are getting canceled. So even if our game is canceled, we'll have, like, a movie night. Or my favorite is, like, Taco Tuesdays. You know, that's a mess to clean up and cook. It's always just something to do, something to, like, enjoy yourself with. Like, it's never a dull moment. So. Yeah. Do you I've guys play? <laughs> do you guys play any pranks on each other? Yeah. So, recently we've gotten into, like, this whole pranking life kick. So, before break, a lot of, like, half the house left early. And there's, like, five of us left. That was a brilliant idea. I put, like, a can of beans in Buddy's bed upstairs. Like, still in the can, obviously. Okay. Like, make a mess. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, there's just a, so I put it in his pillowcase so he would find that when he came back. When I left, there were still kids here. Because some of them didn't get to go back because there other kids from Sweden in my house. So, like, obviously, you can go back home. So, he, got, he had to stay here. I came back with, like, an Aunt Jemima's maple syrup bottle on my bed. I had, like, a potato on my pillowcase. I had, like, a banana taped to the ceiling of my bed. So, my roommate got, like, the brunt of it. We, like, rearranged his whole side of his room. He wasn't too thrilled about it. We taped, like, plastic spoons, like, on the ceiling, and, like, coins. Just, like, random stuff. We had, like, a fruit snacks, and they're from the Mandalorian, so they had, like, Baby Yoda on it. And we, like, cut out the Baby Yoda, and we, like, hit it places where he would see, and, like, or maybe he wouldn't, but we wouldn't know. So we always got a crack out of that. I'm pretty sure he's found all of them. I think except for one. And, all right, I won't disclose that. That location because uh, it's still like hidden gems. So, <laughs> it's about like the extent we have going on. Love it. Sounds like fun. Yeah. It's, like I said, never a dull moment. You'll never know what you're going to find hanging up somewhere. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> or, hidden, or hidden in a pillowcase. <laughs> Jesus. Did you have an experience like that when you played juniors, Sam? <laughs> When I was in the dumbass, we had, I think, we had four guys in the same house, and there was all this stuff going on. But um, nothing really, like, pranking each other like that. It was more just messing with each other in pretty blatant ways. 
it's hard to recall some like some stories that I would be able to tell on the podcast. But yeah, I know. Actually, get up, get under the one uh, Russian kid's skin that lived with us because he was like originally when he first had the team, he was pretty uptight, and then through months and months of uh, messing with him, he broke down and started having more fun with us. When I was working at the rink here, we had a foreigner. His name was Avon, and I forget. I actually forget where he was from. I don't know. But he did not speak English that well, and he brought me a gift card, and he was like, what is this? And I had to explain to him, like, how a gift card worked, and it made no sense to him. I don't know why. Do you ever get those, like, language barriers with any of the international kids? Yeah, they can be pretty brutal. Like, we had, like, obviously in the locker room and around the house, we you call each other names. You say whatever you want to each other because uh, you all know you're joking. And then that same Russian kid, we were at the mall and started screaming out some obscenities in the mall. And we had to sit, sit him down and have a meeting with our coach and explain to him why he couldn't say those things in public. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The kid from Sweden that I have in my house speaks pretty good English. She's been in the States for a long time. But today, actually, we got it from Russia. His name's Fal. He uh, doesn't speak English very well. So it was kind of hard explaining some of the drills to him today. I always find it kind of funny when you meet, like, a foreigner, and you're just trying to explain, like, some simple stuff, like, even, like, a drill, and it's just, like, the language, like, barrier just is impenetrable sometimes, so they kind of just have to, like, sit back and watch. I feel bad, but... We had a, we had a Russian kid once that, uh, like, in the locker room when there was no coaches around, he would kind of be, like, speaking well enough to keep up with the conversation. As soon as coaches were around, he didn't speak English at all. <laughs> that way, if they were yelling at him, he would be like, "We're just living in this black stare." And as soon as the coaches laughed, he would, he would walk. He would walk out. He would laugh and go, "Idiot." <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. See, that's a smart kid right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Hi, cute. One of the kids from the SUNY schools, because they're not playing this year, so he just came back to live with us. And he's looking at going to play in Poland right now. I'm like, oh, I couldn't even imagine going to a foreign country and not knowing what they're saying. Yeah, I can tell you from experience, going to a foreign country and not knowing what the locals say is terrifying. My team got the opportunity to go to China twice, like my old team did. So we were in Beijing, and it was almost impossible without our translator. We were getting, like, grow- we got, like, water, because you can't drink from the sink in China or the shower. So we had to go get water bottles. We went to, like, this grocery store, and it was not designed like any grocery store here in the States. So we were kind of, like, we were kind of, like, trying to find the cash register, and we asked this lady, and it was, like, a game of charades. So we were told that ushishi meant thank you, but it actually means uh, no thank you. Oh. (laughs) So this kind lady that was working at a grocery store in Beijing, like, helped, like, eight foreigners find the cash register, and we all, like, looked at her and said, no, thank you. And she, like, looked at us, like, pretty confused. But uh, I couldn't imagine going there, like, for, like, a job or, like, a team. What team did you get to do that with? Uh, yeah, the Metro Jets. How They're cool. based out of, like, Metro Detroit. And they do that every year? No. Lucky enough, I was the first year they did it in, like, 2018, and then we got the opportunity to go again in 2019. And then this year, obviously with COVID, it wasn't going to happen. But I don't think they were going to go this year anyways. So yeah. I was just I was just lucky to get it two years. So you went from them, and then you played on the Boston Junior Bruins. 
and then you went back to them to Rochester, back to them to Twin Cities. So is that like yeah. your home base? Why did you keep going back to them, or is that just like the way the trade uh, happened? So the first year, that was like my first team in juniors. They're like the local team. I've known about them for pretty much my entire life. So I played for them, and then I called up to Boston. So that was just like a week thing. So then I went back and finished the season. And then my second year, I didn't go to a single camp because I was just going to play for the Jets again. So I ended up doing that. And then I got a I got a text from a good buddy, future goalie, Bola. He's like, hey, do you want to come to Rochester? And I was like, yeah, why not? So I went up to Rochester for like a half. Uh, I lived with Fletch and his little brother, Parker, and then I ended up committing before that, and then they weren't going to make playoffs, so I just went back home because I knew the Jets were going to make playoffs, and then COVID canceled our playoffs. And funny enough, this year, I was out in Philly uh, for another team in the league, and I, I got dropped, unfortunately, but Quincy uh, picked me up. But they had COVID, so I couldn't go right away because I had to wait a week and a half. So I was like, well, I can't stay in Philly. Might as well go home. And then I talked to the coach here. And I was like, hey, while I'm home, can I just play some games? He's like, yeah, go ahead. So I guess it is a home base. Yeah. To, uh, the hometown team. And I guess there's Nothing better than home, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't. And it's nice to always have that connection, like somewhere that you feel comfortable going and playing at. Yeah, I mean, especially because during the summer, I skate with them. I work out with them. It's always like home ice for me. How did you two meet each other? Just through the, the committed guys doing goals over the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Sam was one of the earlier commits with me. And then I found out he was like six. And I was like, man, I got to be this guy's friend. Got to be on <laughs> the good side. <laughs> yeah, that was like my thought process. And then he turned out to be the funniest human being I know. Appreciate so, it. Yeah, <laughs> always. So ever since then, I'm dying to meet him. I can't wait to be looking like a midget compared to him. But I'll be able to have a blast. Yeah. I guess I'll just rip some piggyback rides or something. There you go. <laughs> So you guys have all Zoom called and stuff. You get good vibes. It seems like it's going to be a good, good, like good bunch of people. Yeah, like, at least as of now, it doesn't seem like there's any guy who's not going to kind of fit in, at least personality-wise, with the group. It seems like Coach Petrangle's done a great job of getting guys together who kind of are like-minded and kind of have the same ideas about at least hockey. Yeah, there's no, there's no bad apples that I see. Everyone's like really nice. Zoom calls go smoothly. There's just not, it's not like a bad, it's like there's not a bad bone in a lot of these guys' bodies. So I'm excited to meet all of them. That's awesome. That really is. I know. It's definitely, it's like you recruit for talent and then you have to recruit for like character. And sometimes I don't envy coaches. It's just so much that you have to take into play, especially at college coaches with like grades and. Like affordability. Yeah, the part is definitely the toughest aspect for coach because our pennies are pretty good academic school, and not everybody that he's going to want to look at is going to have that kind of uh, academic success in their past. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's D3, which is hard because I feel like if it's D1, you can kind of, like, flex around that and, like, I don't know. I feel like that's some extra power. I just power. a little more power at D1 schools. Exactly. Yeah. Like, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys watch North Dakota game the other day? No, I did not. So two of their players ended up kneeling during the national anthem. I'm surprised they didn't hear about that. I know. There Even on, on state and checklist, like, they usually mention stuff like that and say word. Yeah, yeah, I know. I well, it just safe. happened the other day. Yeah, and it was just two players that did it. You guys haven't seen any of that? No one, well, I guess you're not playing this year, but no one's knelt or anything during your guys' games? Uh, no. I think we'd, uh, our coach is, uh, our coach here is very, uh, what do I say this? Uh, scary. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be doing that anytime soon. Even if they want to, I'd be terrified to do anything that he doesn't want, so. No, but I haven't heard about that at all. That's actually really surprising. I thought I so, that'd too. Be big, yeah, that'd be big news. I know. No, I thought it was really surprising, too, because we haven't really seen that, at least I'm not as good with keeping up with other sports, but we haven't really seen that in the college aspect yet of anyone kneeling during games or anything. Yeah, not that I know of. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. The only teams I really watch in college right now are, like, Michigan and Michigan State, obviously, because the hometown teams. Yeah. But, yeah, none of them have been doing anything story-worthy of that type of caliber. Would you go watch them growing up? Yeah. A lot of my buddies growing up had season tickets to, like, the Michigan games. And then I've always been, like, my I'm uh, I come from a Michigan family, so... You know, Green's never allowed in the house. <laughs> Ann Arbor's only 25 minutes away from me, so I'd go down and watch their games. Even to this day, like, I, I have one buddy on the team, and I'll go watch him whenever I can. It's always a good time in Yost. Yeah, I bet. It looks like fun. How'd you guys get into the sport? How'd you start playing hockey? So, for me, it was like when I was, like, three... I spent like a week or two down in uh, Georgia with my grandpa and, we were in his, and his camper, and he ended up showing me the movie The Mighty Ducks. And then from there on, every day for like the next three years until like I was in, until I was in kindergarten, I asked my parents to play hockey. And luckily, they met somebody in my uh, in my class whose parents had let their kid play hockey already, and it kind of uh, brought them into the world a little bit. And thankfully, let me play. I have an older brother who's like ten years older than me, so. He got to play hockey ever since he was a kid. I kind of was born into it. I guess I really didn't have a choice, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> um, yeah, so my my family's a big hockey family. So it's kind of like I do it or I, I don't play any sports. So. Yeah. Sam, it sounds like you were kind of the opposite. Was Were your he- parents hesitant to put you into, like, a real physical sport and everything? I don't, I don't know if it was, like, the more, because, like, my dad played lacrosse in high school. Okay, and that's, yeah, brutal. So they were they were okay with, like, the physicality. Like, they just didn't really know anything about it. So, like, I think they were a little, like, uh, nervous or trepidatious about letting me get into it. But uh, once they kind of saw me play throughout, like, my younger years, they, as soon as my brother was ready, he was on the skates whenever he asked. Did you play lacrosse, too? Yeah, I played lacrosse all throughout high school. It was a good time. I had a coach that made me play MIDI for a couple of years, which was not my uh, forte. No? 
No, I was a little too much running. I preferred to play on play on defense where I could just sit there and whack guys until they gave up. <laughs> I could not imagine running up and down the field. No, no. Were you a midi or D-midi? I was, I was a face-off guy for like a little bit, and then I was a D-midi, and our whole clear was once the bullet makes a save, get the ball to me, and I'll just run through people, give yeah. it to somebody on offense, and then get off as fast as I could. Yeah, it was the exact opposite. I was just... <laughs> I, would, I was an omidy. I would just change when we got the ball. Yeah. Thankfully, I ended up playing defense my senior year, which was a lot more fun. I had, I actually had more points my senior year playing defense than I did in two years playing midi. Yeah. Did you ever think about playing lacrosse in college, or did you know that you wanted to go into juniors and do the hockey route? I mean, I kind of figured it was always going to end up in hockey, but um, like I did, I used to do like the like the, the summer ball showcases, and I had a couple of like D three schools talk to me, but uh, it, it never really piqued my interest as much as hockey did. Even though at least at the time I didn't have anything like didn't even know what junior hockey was until like I was pretty much done with high school. Yeah, wait, actually, so how crazy is that? If you come from a big hockey town, you kind of know what juniors is and everything. But I was playing men's league the other day. And this guy kept saying, like, oh, I played juniors at this place and this place and this place. And I'm like, I don't think he's talking about the right thing. I was so confused. So I asked my boyfriend, because he grew up with a kid, and he goes, no, no one from that small town understands what juniors is. They think you're talking about junior college. Like, they played a like, club for a community college. And I was like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> Did you guys ever experience that? Or did you just kind of know what, like, juniors was and, like, the whole hockey route the whole time? For me, I didn't really know. My brother, he was a uh, was a physical player, wasn't the best, but uh, so after high school, he kind of dropped it, went to school. He didn't really know, like my parents didn't know, so I had no idea until I went to high school. And some of the seniors that are graduating were like, "Yeah, uh, they were like signing tenders to the USHL and like the NAHL and going to this league and that league." And I kind of like. We kind of had, like, my coach had a meeting with, like, all the younger guys that were graduating with me. They're like, hey, if you want to play college hockey, like, this is the route. And I kind of, like, had to explain it to my parents. Like, my parents had no idea. I had no idea. I knew of it, but I didn't know what it was for. So it was kind of, like, a whole new world when I got to it. It was, it was kind of similar for me. Like, I knew there were – I knew – there was something called junior hockey. Like, we had a team at the rank that I played at growing up in the EHL and in the old Empire League. And then I ended up playing for a junior B team at that rank, my junior high school. And I tried out for the junior A team. And I, ended, I didn't end up making it, unfortunately. But I asked, like, the guy who was running the, the tryout was Eric Soltis, who's a scout for the Calgary Flames, or at least was at the time. And I was like, hey, like, I have no idea what any of this is. I, all I know is I want to play college hockey, and I need to kind of get some help to get there. And then luckily he recommended me or gave my name to my, who's now my advisor, shout out to Will McNally. Cause, uh, he definitely has work cut out for him getting me placed in the college throughout like the six or seven different teams that I had to play for in three years. <laughs> so brutal, uh, junior career just bouncing around. <laughs> Where was your favorite place to play at? Either in the, the best. In uh, Bellingham, Washington, which is just like got to be like the most beautiful place I lived in, mm-hmm. or up in uh, Nova Scotia when I was in the Maritime League, which is just another great place. And especially, like especially because hockey there is a lot bigger than it is down in the states. 
And then I'm not too familiar with that league. What's it, like, comparable to here? If, if you took the NCDC and just took away, like, pretty much most of the scale and then added a ton of physicality, it would kind of be like that. Okay, it's gotcha. A, compared to, like, a, it's like probably like a four-man's NAHL, where it's, like, very physical. There are some crazy skilled players, but you're going to get hit, and you're going to have to hit if you want to play. Gotcha, gotcha. Are you a big fighter? I mean, I never really got the chance. Like, I think I was I like anyone. I don't think anyone would watch it. And once, like, we were losing 7-1 with, like, three minutes of entire period, and this guy asked me to fight. I'm like, dude, like, I'm not fighting. You know, game is over where I'm going to get suspended for fighting with, like, less than five minutes after the game. And then another time somebody asked me. He was, like, a bigger guy, so I thought he was serious. He's, like, 6'4", 225, so I was pumped up. I threw my gloves, like, halfway across the rink, and then he just skated away. And we both got thrown in the box. <laughs> I can't believe anyone has the audacity to ask you. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, like, I played with guys who were like that, who just, like, there's some things loose in their brain, but they'll just do anything. So those are the guys who like to be worried about rather than the bigger guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a roommate that's like that, played in the North South. He's, like, 6'2", just, like, jacked, meathead. But I couldn't imagine him challenging someone who's, like, 6'7". Right? <laughs> You'd have to be kind of insane. <laughs> Yeah, it's a losing battle to start, so. I thought I was going to fight my brother this summer when we were skating together. He's like 6'4", 225. He fought like four times in the mall last year. Did pretty well for himself. But uh, we, we end up having our battles in the summer, and every now and then it gets a little heated, and we think we might fight, and thankfully something talks it down. How old well, is he? Me. Do you guys play against each other? So he's a, he's an O one and his first year of junior last year he was in the NAL, whereas I was in the USPHL career and in the EHL, so we wouldn't really have crossed paths. Gotcha, gotcha. What about this other stuff in the news? I'm gonna mess it up because I don't pay too much attention. What's his name? Logan Paul or Jake Paul and he's trying to fight Evander Kane? Oh. Did you that see that? Yeah, he's, so, he's, he's calling out Conor McGregor now, too, which just is not going to end well for the guy. No, no, no. No, Jake Paul's oh, calling out Conor McGregor, and then Evander Kane was like, all right, first off, like, Evander Kane said he would fight him, and he would fight both the Paul brothers and just teach them a little bit of a lesson. <laughs> yeah, my roommate was showing me that some of my roommates are big into fighting, like UFC, boxing, MMA, like all that stuff. So they heard about it. Before I did. But we watched the Jake Paul fight. And they Robinson one? Yeah. So we watched that. And then the next day, Vander King had to go on Twitter and Instagram and all of it. Calling out, yeah, calling out Logan. And then today, my roommate showed me a clip where uh, Logan Paul was talking on his podcast about all of it. He's like, yeah, if I have to fight him, like, I'll fight him. And... <laughs> And then, like, Evander Kane was trying to set it up, apparently, and just nothing came out, came, uh, came back from the, the Paul brothers. Oh, I would love to see Ryan Reeves and Logan and then Evander Kane and Jake. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I'd pay money to watch it. I'd pay a lot of money to watch that. Yeah, I'd pay a lot of money to watch it. Could, could not end well for either one of them. No. That's insane. Jesus. I know. And then they were like, oh, like, the sharks? Like, what is that? Like, just the fish? I was like, what are you saying? Did you see that interview? I did not. I'm going to have to follow up on this. Yeah, I saw that one. That was pretty bad. That was they, pretty uh, bad. Logan, Logan said something about uh, Vander Kane. He's like, 
is he like an active NHL player? And someone was like, yeah. He's like, when is he going to find time to train boxing? He's like, he's like, my brother would literally kill this guy if you try to fight him. And then someone like, there was like that clip on Twitter. And then like, if you go in the comments, just like people are just, just throwing YouTube videos. Like it's the whole thread. It's just YouTube videos of Vander Kane fighting in the NHL. And he's been training boxing for years. And he's been training boxing for years to fight in the NHL. And it's just, just like, like, like just a bunch of videos, just back to back to back, like one punch knockout. It's just like huge heavyweight, like heavyweight fights. And like the best he's got is like two, Biggest boxing matches against the YouTuber and basketball player. Yeah, against the YouTuber and basketball. Do you think Apparently, there's anyone in the NHL that could beat McGregor in a fight? Yeah, I mean, Dustin Buffalo came out of retirement. He's yeah. Just a giant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like more like the old school fighters could, because they were actually crazy. Yeah. Not saying like the new ones aren't, but those guys were. Yeah, like my dad always used to tell me stories about like Bob Probert when he was on the wings. And like I never got to see it, but I've seen videos and heard stories and it just takes a certain type of person to be that guy, so Yeah, it definitely does. Couldn't be me. No, no fights for you. No. Bob has struggled to win, he doesn't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've you no, know, I've witnessed like three fights in my hockey career, and my first year was when I first experienced it, and my D partner was like six six three, like just this brute back home, and I was like little skill guy D, and I got blown up on the blue line, and my D partner came across the ice and just like dropped his gloves and one punched the guy in front of me, and I kind of just sat there, I just stared at him in amazement. And that was, like, my introduction to junior hockey. It was, like, one of my first games. So, I don't I don't really mess with fighting. I'm the guy that just kind of, like, a scrum. and the guy that grabs the guy and just pulls him away. Spear hugs him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll throw punches. Jeez. Not my cup of tea. I've thrown a couple punches, but never in, like, a real fight, unfortunately. Yeah. I've thrown, like, some, like, I've thrown some, like, cheeky punches. <laughs> But, like, gloves have never come off. No. What do you think? What league fights the most in juniors? Probably in all. Yeah. I know, like, my brother had four fights last year, and I wasn't even, like, a big number for them all. Yeah. My coach back home at the Jets used to coach at Corpus Christi, and he told me that the Null South has to be physical. He's like, there's got to be at least a fight a game, because, like, the fan base that you're pulling in from the south, like, there's not really, like, a strong hockey backing community in the south. So he said that, like, back in the day when he has to coach, you have to, like, make sure there's a fight because that's what entertains, like, the, uh, the populace of the south. So he would, like, make sure to tell his players, he's like, guys, I don't care what it has to be done. I don't care who it is. Someone has to do it. So, uh, yeah, it's insane. El Paso is going on all next year, right? Yeah, that's going to be a gritty team. Yeah, they, dude, they pulled in like 5,000 fans a game with the best. I know. 
That's going to be an insane team to play against. Tell me your favorite hockey moment. Do you guys have a moment that sticks out in your head that, like, kind of defined your career so far that just, like, was, like, a really good moment for you? I mean, I don't know. Like, I never really, unfortunately, haven't really won any championships, so I don't have anything cool like that. But uh, I, maybe, like, last year, my first game in the EHL, actually coming from the USP premiere, we played against the Boston Junior Rangers, which was, like, the number one team in the league. They were, like, at the time, they were, like, 34-3-1 and one or something like that. We ended up beating them in overtime, four to three, and I had two assists that game. And it's a pretty good, pretty good memory, just making an impact right away, like with a new team. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. awesome. Like Sam, like I haven't won any championships in recent like years, so I think my like most impactful memory from hockey was when I was in high school. We got to play in a charity game against like the crosstown rivals. And my brother surprised me, and he flew in from Seattle to come watch one of my games, which is, like, you know, the rarest thing in the world. But, yeah, he surprised me, like, right before the game, and then I ended up scoring in the third period to make it 3-2. Three to, three to two, And we ended up winning 4-2 to two that game. And, like, I celebrated, like, right on the glass right in front of him. And there's, like, a funny, there's, like, a funny picture where, like, my brother's, like, cheering, and I'm getting, like, I, you can't even see me. I'm, like, surrounded by my teammates. But that's probably been, like, the most impactful moment. That's like, awesome. good memory. You see, you were at the bottom of the dog pile. No, I was just the shortest one in the group. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also, like, on the glass, and everyone else was, like, surrounding me. So, How fun. Yeah. You said you're excited for uh, to be back in the classroom setting and everything? Yeah, yeah. the academic weapon. The academic uh, weapon, there you go. Yeah. My friends are, like, instantly scared from my school. So they're in, like, Ross Business School at Maryland. And they're going to be seniors when I'm a freshman next year. So just, like, playing junior hockey and then going back to the summer and hanging out with them and, like, hearing about, like, their school seniors, like, at one point, like, I just want to be in a classroom, like, getting, like, the rest of my life started in a sense. So I'm excited to get that going again. That's exciting. Do you know what you want to do? Yeah, I'm majoring in biology and hoping to do really well on MCAT to get into med school. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big smart guy over here. Yeah, I know. You'll be doing bigger and better things than me. I don't think I could even face the MCATs. That sounds so daunting. Yeah, my buddy from back home he sent me a sent me a picture on Snapchat, and it was like it was a picture of like all these books on the floor, and they're like the thickest books I've ever seen in my life. It was like about eight of them on the floor. He's like, and it's all like med MCAT studying books. And I was like, yep, it's gonna be me in four years. Like, <laughs> you know it. So do you think? Do you yeah. think that you would take the chance to play after college, or you think, like, college is, like, the main goal right now? I think, for me, I just want to get going on, like, med school. Yeah. And, like, you know, whatever I do for the rest of my life. So, playing after college isn't really, like, a big thing for me, because, like, realistically, like, can't really, like, live on, like, if you're not, like, what, in, like, one of those sick leagues in Europe yeah. or, like, 
in the AHL or the NHL or the KHL. You're not going to be, like, you know, living comfortably. And I kind of just want to get ready, go to, through school, and just get, like, all that's, like, situated. I've already waited three years for it, so. I feel that. I feel that. I know it is kind of scary to think, like, well, this is super fun, but, you know, can I make it a whole lifestyle? Like, can I make it worth it? Which is hard. Sam, do you know what you want to do at school? Like, what you would want to major in? Yeah, I'm a business administration major. with a minor, I'm planning on minoring in sports management and um, Spanish. Okay. Are you fluent in Spanish? Not even close. No. <laughs> First semester back in Spanish has been a little bit tough. I haven't taken it in three years. So it's been a little bit of a refresher. And I uh, did a little better in the place test than I thought I would do. So I'm back in, like, I'm in the intermediate classes already which has been a lot, but um, I'm slowly getting back up getting back up to the par here. Okay, there you go. Wait, so then what sticks out to you about that that you want to get a degree in Spanish? I don't know. It's just I took it for eight years already, and, like, it's just sort of such a such a valuable language to have under your belt, especially, yeah. like, in the business world. Like, it opens up a lot more windows, I think. It definitely does. It definitely does. And then you can start throwing chirps out in a different language. Justin, do you speak a second language? No, I speak a little bit of my parents' like respective languages. I can hold like a conversation in Korean, with, like my grandma and like my uncles and aunts and stuff like that. And then with my grandma on my mom's side, I can speak a little bit of Albanian. And like my uncle and my mom, they all speak it fluently. But when my brother and myself came along, they just kind of like, nah. So. I've been struggling, but I'm trying to get my grandma to teach me. So it's been a constant struggle for like the past couple of years trying to learn Albanian. But that's about it. I took Latin. I took Latin in high school. Really? Uh, yeah, biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> um, still regret it to this day. Uh, what? Can't speak it. It's hard to understand. Yeah, I was going to say, what's harder, Albanian or Latin? Probably Latin, because no one alive speaks it. <laughs> Albanian's really hard because you can't draw from, like, another language. Like, on the like the language tree, it's kind of like its own branch. didn't really stem from anything, so it's pretty independent. Gotcha. Okay, now I'm going to look really, really blonde, but uh, Albanian, where is that spoken uh, at? It's spoken in Albania. Which, which is, is like, where? In Europe? Yeah, it's right above Greece. Okay. And then the neighboring country, like Montenegro, speaks it. I'm pretty sure that's, like, pretty much it. Have you ever gone to visit there, if that's where you're from? No, it's, it's one of my bucket lists. Yeah, I bet. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude, let, let your buddies know we're doing bigger and better things right now, all right? Did he mute it? I think so. Yeah, just so he can let his buddies know not to interrupt anymore, hopefully. <laughs> Sam, what's the coolest place that you've traveled to? Oof, I don't know. Like, we took a vacation, not, obviously not the most recent summer, but before that we went to St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Okay. That was a really great time. My dad's buddy from high school like, lives down there full-time now, so we kind of got an inside tour of the island and got like, to see some things that just, if you didn't know somebody there, you wouldn't get to see. Get to see. Oh, how cool. And the drinking age there is 18, right? Yes. So you can have a good time. <laughs> Did you surf or anything? Oh, no, I'm not. 
Oh, no. Water sports is not my forte. <laughs> Stick to land, preferably ice and snow. Yeah, ice and snow. Are you a big snowboarder or skier? I'm, I'm a snowboarder, but within, like, the last, like, five, six, seven years, like, with hockey season, it's hard to get out there, and especially, like, the risk of injury. Yeah. But, like, like, I own my own snowboard, and I think I've used it, like, three or four times, which is a major bummer, so... <laughs> Soon as the hockey career is done, I'm getting back out on the mountain for sure. There you go. Is there anything that you're like really trying to work towards now that you just have like all this time to train? You have like ample training time. Is there anything that you've been like, I don't know, doing that you wouldn't normally do on the off season? I mean, I'm, I think I would just say like I'm working on the usual things. Like I'm just putting more effort or more emphasis on my foot speed rather than like strength or shooting. I like, as a bigger guy, it's so always been my issue, like, speed, I've like, really had an issue with, like, strength or, um, physicality. It's just, like, I gotta get faster. So it's just continuing to be my focus, my pure, uh, summer, summer goals for the yeah. past 10 years. <laughs> I'm the exact opposite for the last 10 years. <laughs> really? I've been more of, like, a straight shooting kind of guy, trying to focus on that. So, like, the past, at least the past, like, four years, out of it. But is it weird having such a long time off? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely not fun. Like, it's, like, you miss being, like, the team environment. You miss having, like, your family and your brothers on the ice with you all the time. And, and just trying to find ways to, like, supplement that, like, practicing with other teams, coaching, shooting for the goalie coach, doing whatever I can do to kind of, like, have some semblance in normal life. Yeah. How weird is it, too, huh? You've probably, like, been playing hockey every season since you were, like, a little kid. Yeah, this is the first season I've missed since I was, like, six years old. Is it daunting? Does it make you, like, hesitant for when you get to play a game again? Or have you been doing scrimmages and stuff? We, we like, especially now with Thanksgiving break, we had a bunch of college and junior guys home. And uh, we've been doing scrimmages, like, Monday nights with some pretty good players. So, like, I've been, I've been good with that, and I think, like, once the time comes, like, I'll just be so amped up that like, I won't have time to worry about, like, not being at the par. I'm just be so excited to play hockey again and get out there and hit somebody. <laughs> there you go. Here's a question for both of you. Who has been your favorite coach so far? Mine, mine's easy. Right off the bat, Cody Camp from the Walk World Press. I can't, like, I wasn't. Like in South Shore, like we had like the right guys and we had like a great group of great group of people around us, but for whatever reason the season didn't fall through how we wanted, so we were pretty bad. We didn't get a lot of like attention from colleges. So I ended up going to Walpole and like as soon as I got there, Cody was like calling schools for me. Like he had me committed in seven days. I went on a couple of visits. I had to turn schools down. Like he just works the hardest and gets guys committed as fast as he can, just does whatever he can for him. I'm very grateful for him. Hell yeah. That's like that's a great review right there. <laughs> he deserves it. Oh, uh, yeah, mine's pretty easy, too. It's my coach from the Metro Jets, uh, Coach Quenville, and the assistant coach. They both brought me in and kind of, like, shaped me as, like, not even, like, as a player, but just as, like, an overall, like, adult. You know, I was living at home. Like, I was still responsible for things I've never been responsible for. And, you know, I skate with them every summer. And then, especially, like, when I was playing with them and then dating with them in the summer, it was, like, I was with Force has been so uh, they're kind of like my role models, and I always go to them for advice. That's awesome. That's nice. All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to throw in? No, I think I'm all set. Justin, yeah, I'm all set. 
Well, thank you guys for letting me interview you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's been fun. It's always good to see Sam's face on that call. You as well, buddy. You as well. (laughs) Yeah, how long have you been growing this beard for? Well, I feel like I think the last time I shaved it off was for playoffs last year. I just remember like the the greasiest mustache you've ever seen. But I've I've had a beard for probably the last like five or six years. (laughs) Are you working on your uh, your no? What is it? Movember. Yeah, I had a I had a pretty pretty mean mustache going before break. I I trimmed it up to match like the rest of it for like Thanksgiving picture uh, Thanksgiving pictures because I knew my mom was gonna come for them. But everyone here, I, I came back. Everyone already has a mustache, so kind of shaved it back in, waiting for like the lip to grow a little bit longer. <laughs> but it comes in pretty dark, so gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.